0: And you can tell it's been a minute since we recorded because as I started to finish that sentence, I started feeling winded (laughs) like, oh, bitch, I was like, can I make it? And I did. I did. So welcome on in, everybody. It is a wonderful Monday here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I'm recording. And Laura, it seems as though it is just an equally as wonderful day in Newark, Ohio. How are you doing on this fine Monday?
1: Oh, I'm good. We are, we are back from our little, um, little break, little hiatus. Um, which for some reason, my mom was like really weirdly concerned as to why we were taking a week off. And I was like, we we just are we because have been we're not
0: good because we're tired. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> because because, we're tired um, and we're stressed out and-, and also because the blue jackets are folks, just in case anyone's curious, we're entering August in hockey, which will better known be known as the subjectively speaking flop era. Because <laughs> we like <laughs> we were trying to figure out right like how long we figured this episode would be based on on the things that the Blue Jackets have given us over the course of the last couple of weeks since we've last recorded. And realistically, like the content is not, um, she's not coming at the pace in which we sometimes have content coming from the Columbus Blue Jackets. So it's a pretty, pretty relaxed one. And honestly, might end up being one for our loyal listeners that <laughs> stick around and uh, listen to us even when there's not shit happening in the hockey world. So we love you guys. Um, but if you're if you're new here, stick around. You'll, you'll learn a little bit about Laura, I, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, if you're if you're new here, um, don't don't take this as your like, um,
0: gauge of our content. Yeah, I got an episode um, about a month ago where we interviewed the general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Man, check that out because on this episode, you're getting the fact that Kent Johnson has a new fucking number. So like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like that's where we're at. Like in the like variants of our. <laughs> Of our and contract. if you're if you're like a true hockey fan, you know that August is not like great
1: times. Um, and, and or if your team is having an exciting August, um, it was either two years ago in the bubble or some shit is going down on your team and the world is on fire. Um, so I guess we're thankful
0: that we're not, not having much, a crazy yeah. August. I guess so.
1: But we are we are continuously working on the content that we will be bringing you, especially as things like the Tower City um, Prospect Camp comes up and training camp and all that sort of stuff. It's just August is not stellar.
0: No, and honestly, it's probably – and that's how I know, right, that hockey was a sport for me in the fact that my life is the most chaotic in August. So the fact that I pick a sport and cover a sport amateurly um, that is the most dead in the month that I am also the most dead is actually, like, really, really nice for me. That's set up pretty well. So it could be worse. The other thing that I was thinking about, probably the thing that we'll spend not the majority of our time today talking about, but, like, a fair amount of our time talking about is only happening right now because of COVID. Like it would never actually be happening right now. So like half of our episode today actually like wouldn't even exist if it weren't for for that happening. And so yeah, it it definitely had a potential to be an empty episode. But you know what? We always find a way to talk about stuff for at least an hour. We do,
1: and I think I don't think we go off the rails as much as I think we used to in the beginning. So we to
0: today. If we want to get to an hour, we might have to go off the rails a little bit today.
1: I mean, if you want, if we need to fill time, I can definitely uh, let the listeners in on my uh, Hanson concert experience over the weekend. I'm not sure that
0: it's
1: a pretty niche audience. It Um, is really niche, yeah. So, but it was great if anyone's curious you know
0: how niche it is because there's a listener somewhere going like aren't they the ones that sang that song that was like 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 they're like (laughs) i don't even know really like who you're talking about but they never went
1: away they've always been here they're just a very hidden gem
0: well that's a relative statement but (laughs) anyway welcome on in you say that but you would actually really like their music it's I, do like your music. I I will say that I have been exposed to quite a bit of Hanson, Cartel, and Yellow Card, courtesy of Laura. <laughs> so I'm definitely a fan of all of those three groups. Don't know that I would like be the guy who knows the words to songs <laughs> at a Hanson concert, but I'm sure it would be a good time. It is. It is a good time. Well, you know what else is a good time? Contracts. Yeah. Signing contracts. <laughs> Our listeners are like, oh my God, they're already doing the DraftKings at average because they're like going to have such a short episode. I'm like, you know what else is a good time? DraftKings. No. Um... God, that would have set you for a loop too. Um, so yeah. Signing contracts is always a good time. And you can ask Wanamil Bemstrom about that because uh Like we tweeted the other day, saving the best for last, maybe a little bit of a snarky comment from us over here at Subjectly Speaking, who us never, but, yeah, Emile Bemstrom has got a two-year contract. It's AAV of $900,000, so kind of a a little bit of a prove it kind of contract. I will say it was fascinating to me to see tweets that were like, I don't like the term on this, and I I think that those might have been jokes, but I'm – like the drama (laughs) – of that was just too good for me, for a nine hundred thousand dollar contract. I had to laugh.
1: Yes, it is. It is entertaining to me how basically anything that that Yarmo does in the next few months until the season starts, it's all going to come back to you. Did this and yet you got rid of Oliver. Like I just don't think some people understand math. Um, So that's like a really interesting time for them. Um, but. You know, I was definitely not shocked by the number, but or the term really, just shocked in general that we weren't having the conversation about him maybe going back to Europe and like finding his confidence again. But they apparently yeah. see something that f- fans maybe don't see, um, or they're using, they're keeping him for like future situations if they need to add a piece to a trade or whatever. But, um, and I mean, he definitely seemed happy about it. Um, So we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see where he falls into um, the lineup. If he falls in at all, if he doesn't, you know, because is is his contract a one-way or a two-way contract?
0: Well, I actually do think it's a one-way, but thankfully what that means. So, all that really truly means is that he will always make the same amount of money. So he could still be sent to Cleveland. He's definitely going to be a guy who's waiver eligible in the sense that somebody could claim, it on, claim him on waivers. So that's something that I think if you're a Blue Jackets fan, you're a little bit nervous about in the sense of, like, getting a guy and, and losing him for nothing. But at the same time, I don't think that anybody is, like, really going to write home about whatever the value is of, uh, <laughs> of, of you know um, – of a uh, Emil Bemstrom trade, I mean, like traded Max Domi for Aiden Hruchek, right? Like, I'm just like saying, right? Like, I just don't like let's let's temper our expectations on what Emil Bemstrom could get us in a trade. But yeah, it's gonna be fascinating. Again, it's to me, it's kind of a prove it contract. You know, you've got two years to kind of make it work, and. I won't be surprised if the Jackets try to see what happens, if they try to send him down to Cleveland to try to play some time down there to really get some meaningful minutes and and maybe adjust a little bit better to the game that the Blue Jackets are expecting him to play. That being said, it also could make you nervous if you're looking at the lineup and you're seeing the players who aren't waiver-eligible. So we're talking about guys like Igor Chinenkov, Karel Marchenko, um, and then you'll have um, Ken Johnson in that mix too. And so, and Cole Cylinder, but Cole Cylinder to me feels pretty safe in the NHL. And so you've got to wonder if perhaps at the beginning of the season a guy like Kent Johnson or an Igor Chinikov might end up having a certain season in Cleveland because the team is a little nervous about trying to lose a Bemmer. Uh, you know, I don't know. I could be reading too much into that. I think it would be nice to see him play a little bit in Cleveland. I mean, he tried he had a couple of games in Cleveland this last year, but injury and all this other kind of stuff really tampered the amount of or dampered the amount of time he got in Cleveland, rather. And so I wouldn't mind to see him down there a little bit more selfishly as, as a guy who writes about the monsters. That would be a lot of fun for me. But at the same time, it's gotta be what's best for the team. It's gotta be what's best for the players' development. And so we'll see, we'll see where this one goes. What's your what's your best guess on how this goes?
1: Um, I think I think I kind of lean towards what you just said about potentially some other players having to go down to Cleveland because they're nervous about, especially early on in the season, putting someone like Bemmer on waivers. Um, but again, it's like, like I said, a couple weeks ago in, in my rant about waivers, like there's reasons why people get put on waivers and like, it's most of the time because they're not playing at the level that the NHL team needs them to play at. Um, ours would be somewhat that and somewhat the fact that we just have too many forwards. Um, So there's not enough space for everyone. And I think with the addition of um, Johnny and of course, Patrick signing on full-time or for four years, like I think Lars is going to be doing a lot of, you know, sort of mixing around uh, depending on what he sees during camp um, in the beginning, just to see, you know, what combinations are working the best. And, like, he's got to fill a hole where, where Oliver was, for sure, because um, Oliver was such a key part of, you know, any of the lines that he was put on. So it's going to be interesting to see. But I think that he's definitely going to end up in Cleveland at some point. I just don't see him having enough enough improvement over the course of the summer to be up with the big team the whole time because I just think he's missing a big chunk of his confidence and I'm sure the skill is there. I mean, we drafted him for a reason, so um, I just think he needs to work on and he needs to be given the opportunity to work on it. Cause I'm a big proponent of giving players like that, the opportunity to work it out in Cleveland and then being able to show their efforts and their, you know, all of that up in Columbus, especially this time around like seasons where we've been bad. Yeah. Let them figure it out in Columbus and, you know, fuck around and find out. But in a season where we're trying to get back into that higher level of play, Cleveland is where we need them to do that at. So that's my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think I think we're on the same page there. It's gonna be interesting to see how the ML Bemstrom experiment continues to progress. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're hopeful that it works out, because if it works out for Emil Bemstrom, then it works out for the Blue Jackets, and that's always a win. And, and another thing that's working out for the Blue Jackets right now, they've got some some kids getting ready to, to really make a difference in the World Juniors. So this is the, the portion of the show that uh, would normally not exist if it weren't for the fact that COVID had, a, had something to say about the uh, tournament that was supposed to occur in the winter of this last year, but instead COVID shut it down because uh, they housed all the guys in a place where a wedding was happening. Can I and, I? and that story I still cannot believe. It's like the most head-ass story I've ever heard in my life. But the Blue Jackets will be represented uh, quite quite well in in you know the World Juniors this this off season. And fascinatingly enough, you know current Blue Jacket and uh, roster player Kent Johnson will be playing for Team Canada. He's actually going to be an alternate captain for Team Canada. So big, big ups to KJ there. And then we got three guys playing for Czechia. We've got David Juracek, first round draft pick in the 2022, uh, you know, NHL draft. Uh, Martin Rasavi, uh, somebody who we don't hear a ton about, but he's definitely a prospect that the Blue Jackets are excited about. And another prospect that we definitely have heard about, and that is uh, Stanislav's Foksel who will be playing for Czechia there. So, got those four guys who are on the NHL contracts. Also, um, got, a, got a goaltender playing in the Cleveland organization. Um, oh God, his last name's Kahan, and I forget his first name already. It's terrible. It's like Peter, I think. Um, Peter Kahan, who is uh, one of the three goaltenders for Czechia. So the Blue Jackets definitely representing Czechia well. Uh, <laughs> or I guess Czechia well represented with the Blue Jackets. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, it's going to be cool to see if, if especially Ken Johnson is. Go, I mean, he's going to get a chance to play with some of the best of the best that are coming up in Canada. Specifically, Connor Bedard. Uh, you know, today as we're recording on Monday, he's taking shifts with Connor Bedard on the first power play line, and so that's always exciting. Actually, as we recorded this, like he's uh, Ken Johnson has scored a goal in this game tonight, and so he's probably the player the most excited to see in the sense of, like, what he can do offensively. But you have to be extra excited to see David Juracek play in this tournament now in his first action since being drafted by the Blue Dragons.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And anyone who's interested in, you know, the development of prospects and um, all that sort of stuff, especially recent draft picks, like the World Juniors is something uh, really important to pay attention to because it is kind of the um, – more elite players from each country that get to play on these teams. Um, so obviously, like Kent was such a solid choice for Canada. Um, and he was there um, last time when the World Juniors got uh, canceled about three days in. Um, and so he it's nice for him to be able to get the opportunity again to represent his home country. Um And yeah, it's just an interesting time. Like most of the time it's the first time a lot of these guys have uh, played together Um, and it's a good place to check out their skills. And like Jeremy said, it normally happens in the winter. Um, So it's very interesting and thankful for us. that's happening in August because we can talk about it. Um, But, and I saw someone ask this of Jeff Savota on Twitter, but they are completely restarting the like, Um, what's it called? Like the face, the bracket, they are completely restarting the bracket, got there eventually. Um, Even though the previous World Juniors was cut short, they are just starting all over again. Um, So all of the teams will be starting at the
0: same level. Yeah, so all of the things that happened. I mean, Connor Bedard had a really good start to to that last year, I think. Or maybe it was Shane Wright. Somebody had a really good start. So all that stuff gets scrubbed, I think. And we're back to square one with everything. And so it's going to be exciting. I Obviously, like you always kind of find yourself – I do at least. I root for America in these games uh, quite a bit. But in case anyone is curious as to when they could start watching some hockey – that is pertinent to uh them as Blue Jaggers fans. the so Czechia's got their first game against Slovakia. Actually, at the exact same time that this episode comes out. Oh, it actually might be. If this is in Edmonton time, then it'll be at three o'clock Eastern Time on August 9th. So then that'll be game one for them. Canada plays their first actual game. So right now the, the game I just referenced is, is a scrimmage. Uh, they'll play against latvia on the 10th so that'll be the first action for team canada so that'll be where you can see your blue jackets play team usa has got germany tomorrow so a lot of fun stuff there if you're into junior hockey and you're into prospects a lot of really great prospects playing in this tournament it's going to be a lot of fun a lot of future nhlers without a doubt so laura as fun as the world juniors are and as fun as Emil Benstrom is, you know what's even more fun? DraftKings. Yeah, this time it is actually DraftKings. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> action never ends. And you all know that by now at DraftKings Sportsbook, but especially not this summer because uh, with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk free bet of up to one thousand dollars that's right make your first bet up to one thousand dollars and if it doesn't win you'll get another shot to cash in you can throw down on all of the major actions for baseball golf mma and more plus with same game parlay spreads money lines over unders and props your betting options feel endless best of all draft is safe secure and reliable you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So the Blue Jackets asked fans to take a bet, and they asked all the fans to enter a contest, uh, guessing what Ken Johnson's new number would be.
1: Yes, as uh, all Blue Jackets fans know, with the addition of Johnny, whose number is famously number 13, um, Kent Johnson has previously held that number last season and actually selected that number um, while he's uh, been playing at various levels because of Johnny. Um, He very graciously, like basically within the first hour of Johnny signing, texted Yarmo and said he can have my number like no problem absolutely fine please give it to him there's no way I'm taking that number from this legend um and so it's been sort of like a kind of a guessing game because obviously people like to buy jerseys in the off season, and um obviously everyone's excited about Johnny but there's still a lot of people that are excited about Kent and are looking to get um his jersey before the start of the season And so it's kind of been this guessing game of what number will he pick? And he's had a couple of different numbers um, as he's come up and playing. So everyone was kind of speculating. He also has a number in his Twitter handle. Everyone was like, well, clearly he'll pick 19. Um, But so like Jeremy said, the Blue Jackets hosted a little contest for people to guess uh, what number Kent was going to choose. And I believe I don't remember what the prize was but I feel like it was something special tickets I don't know. or a jersey. I don't
0: know why I was a jersey.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. It must be a, a new Kent jersey with his new number on it. Um but today they announced this very cute video um showing that Kent Johnson will now be number 91 for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um which is the reverse of one of his other numbers, nineteen. Um, and yeah, it's a. I think now the highest number on our team, no, ninety-seven. No, why? I'm, what are you doing? No,
0: ninety-six.
1: Ninety-six. There we go. Good work.
0: I got there, I got there sometime. It's yeah. been a. It's been a while since we recorded. Yeah, we're out of practice. Can y'all also- tell? Um, yeah, so joins former Blue Jackets uh, Anthony Duclair and Sergey Fedorov as the other two to wear that number. It still feels kind of like weird to say former Blue Jacket Sergey Fedorov because that just feels kind of unfair. Of course, yes, he absolutely was a Blue Jacket, but that was definitely not his where he made his money and where, <laughs> where he made the name for himself, but. Yeah, so he's got he's got a lot of work to do if he wants to be the best player to ever wear number 91 because Sergei Fedorov, an absolute fucking unit. So uh, he's going to have a, a stiff competition there. And also Anthony DeClaire, a pretty respectable player there as well. Too bad it didn't work out in Columbus, of course. But, but yeah, it'll be fun to see. Always was told this when I played, played football specifically is it's not the number that makes the player. It's the player that makes the numbers. So we'll see what Ken can bring to the number 91. It's going to be a lot of fun to see how that turns out. It'll be a lot of fun to see some freshly minted Ken Johnson number 91 jerseys walking around Nationwide Arena. But, uh, you know, you probably saw some Blue Jackets jerseys walking around Huntington Park a few weeks ago, Laura, when you attended the uh, WNCI 97.9 Celebrity Softball Game, which was a game that you and I attended last year as well. Uh, That game featuring, of course, uh, at that time (laughs) – Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand, who replaced the then-traded Cam Atkinson, and then, of course, Jack Roslovic. Two two hometown boys playing in it this time, too. Tell us a little bit about the guys who suited up. And just tell us a little bit about the WNCI uh, Celebrity Softball game. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, Like you said, we attended it for the first time last summer. We had a really great time. Like, it was super fun. Obviously, I was still mourning the loss of Cam Atkinson uh, being traded uh, because he was initially supposed to play, which is why we were going in the first place. (laughs) Um, But I'm glad that we still went because it was really fun. And obviously it was fun enough for me to want to go again this year. Obviously sad to not have Jeremy here with me, but unfortunately a celebrity softball game is not enough at this point for me to ask him to drive four and a half hours from Grand Rapids five hours, sorry, five hours from Grand Rapids to attend. Um, So thankfully um, I was able to take um, our friend Megan or Madame that bitch as Jeremy likes to call her and her lovely, lovely boyfriend uh, Reese with me. And we did have to sit in the rain for um, like an hour leading up to the game starting and the game actually got pushed back by half an hour. Um, But thankfully, and this will tie into this, ironically enough, I had three ponchos in my purse that I had purchased a couple of weeks before that for a Backstreet Boys concert that I went to with my two best friends. And shockingly enough, the Backstreet Boys also played in this softball game. So it was like a real full circle moment. Um, but yes, so this year representing the Blue Jackets was uh Sean Corale, Jack Rosselvick, and our beloved Jean-Luc Grandpierre, um, who also played last summer. Um, and it was just it's just always really cool to see the guys out there doing sort of like non hockey related community events. Um, especially, you know, JL, who's made his home here in Columbus as an alumni um and you know sean and jack who both grew up in columbus um let's see the real like notable it's also really funny to watch them interact with other famous people um because you could definitely tell that they were a little like awestruck by the backstreet boys and i know that that's gonna (laughs) seem like a little interesting but you have to understand that the huge premise of this celebrity softball game was that the Backstreet Boys were going to be there. And a lot of the people that were there were there for the Backstreet Boys. So they had to be really excited to play with them. Um, And I want to say, like, they both... All three of them played pretty well. Um, I will say that one of the biggest moments, though, or two of the biggest moments come from... Both came from Sean Corrale. So Sean Carley was playing on Team Jimmy, which if you were there, it's the team playing, wearing the black jerseys with the purple yeah. writing. Um, they were doing terribly. Like, they did not score until, like, the fifth inning. Like, they just really did not. Like, it was going badly. Um, and so Sean Corrale goes up to bat and just hits it like out of the park and gets and not really out of the park but like far enough that no one was getting to it before he got all the way around the bases um and the way that the whole team reacted when he got the first like points for team jimmy like they all ran out of the dugout they were like spraying water bottles on him like jumping around like giving him high fives and everything. It was just really, really cute. And then the second thing that happened that was thankfully caught by the blue jackets photographer that was there is Sean was playing. um, I want to say second or third base. And the, he did something, someone threw the ball at him and he went to catch it and he fell backwards and did a full somersault backwards on the field and everyone just like laughed when he was laughing um and thankfully the blue jackets photographer was able to catch it in like the the real time like stop motion version so you just like slowly see sean rolling backwards (laughs) which was really funny um but, yeah, it was great. There was also other local Columbus celebrities. You're going to have to remind me of what his name is, but the guy from the crew. Um, Frankie Haydick? Yes, Frankie Hayduk was there. Um, a couple newscasters from local TV news. Um, the jump rope champion was there again. Um,
0: I don't remember what her name is, but she's... Any surprise performances by Ryan Cabrera at this one? Or there really
1: were no musical performances this time. I was a little, and I don't know if that was because they had to push everything back. Cause they also didn't do like the home run derby part that they did last year. Um, but they did uh, extend, they played eight innings instead of five um, because I think because the one team was doing so poorly, they were like, let's just keep playing until something happens. Um, So yeah, there were no surprise uh, musical performances, but Ryan Cabrera was there again. Um, He is actually in Columbus a lot. He married uh, a local Columbus uh, celebrity, a WWE superstar wrestler um, a few months ago. So I actually believe that he, May have said that they're planning on getting a home or at least looking at moving uh, part time to Columbus. So uh, he's going to become a staple, I think, um, in the crowd. And then several of the um, sort of staff uh, of the Backstreet Boys played, their like tour manager and one of their security guards. And then um, Bailey Luttrell, which is the oldest son of Brian Luttrell and is also a recording artist. Um, played. So it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And there was a, a ton of people there, even for how bad the weather was uh, leading up to it. And even more so, what is great is that all of the proceeds from this event go to um, the the children's mental health program at Nationwide Children's Hospital, um, which is just so crucial because As Jeremy and I know, and as so many of you know, mental health is just not taken as seriously as it needs to be in this country, especially when it comes to children. Um, So having a program like this is really beneficial and really progressive um, for um, a hospital as large as nationwide. And what was extra special uh, along with that is that the event raised $50,000. And then the Backstreet Boys matched that with an additional fifty thousand dollars to make it a grand total of hundred thousand dollar donation um, for um, nationwide, which was just awesome. Like such a, such an incredible thing for them to do, and it will make such a big impact um, on this program. And I said on our like our Twitter feed, like if you've never been to this event, like you should definitely go um, next summer when they have it. It's just a lot of fun. And it's just, and it's all in good fun. And it's great to see like the um, interesting athletic talent or lack thereof, of some people. So, um, but yeah, it was a great time. And Megan and Reese had a great time. It was the first time they'd been. Um, and Reese was still mourning the loss of uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand. So I got to tell him that he's, he's a real Blue Jacket fan now because he's had his first heartbreak. And um, so he's officially one of
0: us. That he is. And also just shout out to the Backstreet Boys for donating all of the proceeds of their most recent tour to um, <laughs> that cause. Um, <laughs> sir, when I went to see the Backstreet Boys, there were 19,000 people
1: there. So trust me, I think they're making a little bit more than that they
0: really they were the ones that propagated the pandemic to ensure that people had three years to buy tickets to their show that's what they did correct (laughs) um no but you i mean you were emotional i had to break that up right so uh yeah i mean always a lot of fun i did miss not being able to be there this year but i will say yeah i i think i think something's gonna have to really draw me in to to drive five hours to get to that next year so you're listening here first if like if Yarmo decides he wants to get out there and swing some balls, I'd be there. Honestly, bring back Cam Atkinson. I'd come to <laughs> support you. Um, who else would I who else would I go see that game with? Not I'm not even thinking about just Columbus Blue Jackets, folks. I'm thinking about like Columbus. You'd come before. if, if pentatonics played. Yeah, but why would they come to Columbus? It wouldn't make sense. Um I would, though. Yeah, no, without a doubt. That would actually just be hilarious. Um, camp, I would come if Camp played in it. That feels, and that feels I kind we, of
1: realistic. A high, a high likelihood. I mean, last last year when we went was really like bands from Ohio because 21 Pilots and mm-hmm. Walk the Moon played in the game. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: Camp would definitely be a, a solid option.
0: Yeah, camp fits that bill, I feel like.
1: Well yeah, especially cuz their next show in
0: Ohio is going to be at Nationwide. Yeah, so camp I would come for. Um Yeah, that might be it. Let's just note that I'm not enough for him to come. Listen, I love you, but have you ever what Laura's doing is bearing the lead in that we are two of the least motivated by baseball people in the world. <laughs> Like, we went to the season pick-a-holder day at the Blue like, at, uh, at, Clippers, at the Clippers game. And um I, if we went because Cam Atkinson was, like, doing the whole, like, public circumstance, throwing out the first pitch, all that kind of stuff, we left in the fourth inning. Like, we, like we're like we not baseball-motivated people. So, like, I, yeah, like, I – correct. Like, hanging out with you at, at Huntington Park is not enough to get me to Columbus. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm really not. I'm not actually that apologetic. <laughs> see see everyone i'll hang out with you anywhere else oh thanks anytime anytime but um things this is just a testament to how weird of a year and how <laughs> weird of a time of year it is um so <laughs> for, for reasons that i'm not even sure why the columbus blue jackets beloved mascot stinger you know him uh he's a bug yeah correct <laughs> He entered into a little bit of a friendly competition with Dallas Stars mascot, Victor E. Green, hate a pun, hate <laughs> a pun, uh, to see which of the two of them could uh, receive the most number of rubber duckies in the mail. And, uh, folks, people showed out for it. But, unfortunately, Victor E. Green saw victory here. And was able to outraise rubber ducks uh, to spend by not by not a huge margin. No, I'm looking it up. I had it on my phone, and then I naturally got distracted because of that little neurodivergence that I have called <laughs> ADHD. Um, he donated, or the final was. Why is this not easy? Oh, they made it a graphic. That's why. Um, Oh, okay. Update. 12,007 to Victor E. Green. And 11,535 to Our Beloved Singer. That is foul. That is 23,000. Well, 22. My math sucks. 22,000 rubber ducks. That is so many ducks. It kind of reminds me of, like, You know the people at Ferrara Candy were, like, so perplexed when they started selling a metric fuckton of Dip from Columbus. (laughs) I bet there is a rubber duck manufacturer here that is either, like, what is going on? Oriental trending. Yeah, did Jeep really have an uptick in their production, and there are just a lot more Jeeps on the road now? Like, what is going on? Uh, It's just wild.
1: Yeah, I bet the people at Oriental Trading, because as uh, someone who used to work in higher education and do stuff for students, um, I used to buy rubber ducks all the time because students for some reason loved them. Yeah. Uh, And Oriental Trading is one of the few places that you can get a ton of them for really cheap. It's
0: not Uh,
1: So I'm not even really sure why rubber ducks became the situation that they were going after, but or what they're going to do with said rubber ducks. Yeah, where do um, they go? Well, there were, a couple, there were a couple people on Twitter that were like, um, have the players all sign a bunch of them, like, and you can raffle oh. them off or whatever. Um, I think the guys would probably get a, a great laugh out of having to sign rubber ducks. I personally enjoyed Singer showing the various sizes of ducks that he received in the mail. How about the ones
0: with the knitted hats?
1: The knitted hats were so cute. Like whoever, like whatever Fifth Liner sent those to him, like those are so cute. Also the teeny tiny ones that could like fit on the keys of his uh, computer were very adorable. Um, but yeah, so sadly we did not win, but man, the fifth line, like really turned out Stinger had a, a story on the local news, uh, all that sort of stuff to really get, and we did donate, um, our own set of ducks to the cause, um, on behalf of subjectively speaking. So, but it's just, it's nice to see like a little camaraderie and fun, especially during kind of like a slow time for both, for all teams really, um, but and other teams actually, other teams' mascots actually sent the Blue Jackets um, rubber ducks. I think Chicago sent some, mm-hmm. and then there was another team. But I know Chicago for sure helped in the cause because they also didn't want Dallas to win.
0: Okay, so it looks like for one that the that Stinger and Victory Bug have. Not been friends for a while. They've got a lot of. Oh, is it because they're both green bugs? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but all that to say, it looks like maybe I'm wrong. But the first tweet I'm seeing in regard to this is Stinger tweeted. Lots of conversation about who I should follow, how many people I should follow, et cetera, et cetera. Details on how to get me to follow you coming shortly. And Victory Green tweeted, as I've told Stinger CBJ's fans before, if you'd like a real mascot to follow you, I do take bribes. Just mail me the largest rubber duck you can find on Amazon and you have yourself a deal. Oh. And so then Stinger tweeted, who would receive more rubber ducks from their fans, me or Victory Green? Please vote below. It's for science. And then Victor the Booger Alien won. <laughs> he beat Stinger in the poll. And so then began the the war for for duck supremacy. And uh, unfortunately, this time around, we lost. But I'll tell you this. If they do it again, I think that Stinger's going to win in a landslide.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And also, like, shout out to Stinger. If you'd like to follow us back, that would be great. Your employer follows us. So. Yeah, do.
0: Stinger, come on. I'll give you a kiss.
1: We sent you ducks, too.
0: We did quack quack bitch. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> well, speaking of voting, um, yes, make sure you get out to vote this this year in your primary election. No, I'm kidding. Um, that already but happened. also I yeah, know, but also like please fucking vote, Jesus age. Um, but another thing that you, if you're like really sad that you haven't been able to vote or like you won't be able to vote again until November, but you're like I really want to vote for people that I trust, like good people like really kind and people who care about the community and people who value me. Um, Laura, you you can tell us exactly who they should vote for.
1: Yes, cause surprise, uh, they extended the voting period for, and I know you thought that you were done hearing me talk about this, they uh, have extended the voting period for the Columbus Podcast Awards. So you still have until this Friday, which is, I can't do calendars, eight in my head, um, August 12th, to vote for us, your favorite hockey podcasters, for either Entertainment Podcast of the Year or General Podcast of the Year. Um, you guys have already shown us so much love and support. We just need a, a one final push because, uh, as Jeremy and I always say, uh, it is an incredible honor to just be nominated, but it'd be fucking sick to win. So, <laughs> if you can help us achieve uh, this goal, we would just be absolutely over the moon and we'll definitely share a victory with all of you. Uh, so, if you want to vote for us, you can vote daily leading up to the 12th. All you need to do is go to um Columbus podcast awards.com backslash nominations, and you will see all of the information there. Again, you can vote daily. Please vote daily um, up until Friday, so we can hopefully, hopefully edge out some competition and take home um, you know this you know really incredible honor and. We just appreciate you guys because it was again. I'm I'm not kidding. It was an incredible honor to be nominated, and we do work really really hard um, on this show. And we want to we want to put out the best content possible for all of you because we're just we're just grateful for anyone who uh, listens to us speaking into the void. So please vote, and we'll have all of that voting information in the show details as well.
0: That we will. So you'll want to check that out. Because, as Laura said, it would it would absolutely like just absolutely tickle us. I couldn't even imagine. He will drive <laughs> down for that. I will likely drive down for that. Yes, it's going to be during recruitment weekend, and I'm not going to be able to. It's going to literally make me ill. It's going to be when we're in Finland. Actually, is actually what's going to happen. But we have I need to, to do to a video conference to um, accept the award. I need to stop speaking all those nasty things into existence. It'll be. I'll be available. We'll be there. It'll be great. But. Folks, we do really appreciate you taking time to listen, listen to us on this wonderful Tuesday or whenever you're listening. Uh, you can listen to this episode on Friday. and something tells me that the news in it isn't going to change anymore, Um so that's a win. We do still plan to bring you content. Uh, you know, obviously, fingers crossed that life doesn't get too crazy for me because, as Laura said, formerly of higher education, so she understands my struggle. But sadly, currently of higher education and August and September and a little bit of the first part of October – Will make me want to scream so uh if if you're listening and you're like jeremy sounds off it's because i've gone nuts it's because i've lost my mind (laughs) and you're just gonna have to be okay with that and i really can't apologize for it but definitely want to tune in we've got some fun little episode ideas for you here and there if you've got suggestions on like the episodes that you want to hear right now too like anything that you think would be fun to hear from these two goofballs we're glad to give you that content you just say the word and we'll do the damn thing but got Traverse City coming up here in the next month and a half. Jesus, is still so far away. I still need to send you uh, – I have our Airbnb uh, uh, listing that I can send you away
1: for oh, you to look yeah, at. Please.
0: So it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, Yeah, big shout-outs
1: to our friend Dina for inviting us to stay with her and her husband um, so that we don't have to muscle an entire cost for an Airbnb because
0: anyway. um, it's expensive. Might, be a fifth person that I think you'll be excited about that I haven't told you about yet. So Ooh. About it off air. But um, yeah, so Laura, obviously, we're going to give them the good content that we give them every week on on you know the show coming out on Tuesdays. But we, we like to give them a little something during the week, don't we? We like to give them a little taste, a little taste of something. And you got to tell them where they can find a little taste of something, Laura. Where
1: do you go find doing. Very confusing. Um, let's let's see if I'm uh, if I'm a little rusty or not. But yes, you can absolutely follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at SubjectivelyPod. You can follow us on Facebook at Subjectively Speaking. Um, and actually, going back to social media at this very moment, and we'll do a, a little post about it when we have a little bit more cushion. Uh, we have succeeded a thousand followers on Twitter. So. Yay! We're so excited for all the new friends and can't wait to continue to grow. Um, If any of those new friends want to learn more about Jeremy and I and how we started the show, you can check out our website, subjectivelyspeaking.com. And if you want some of our super cool merch, uh, we do have a brand new merch store, uh, subjectivelymerch.com. Currently, it has our Here's Johnny design on it which shout out to our graphic designer, Stephen Knicky, for his incredible work. Um, I absolutely love this new design. And soon it will have, um, soon the site will have all of our merch up on it. Um, So you can check out the other options, but you can get it on a bunch of stuff. And your support goes towards us continuing to do the show, um, continuing to bring the show to different places. And it is just greatly appreciated. Um, lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, especially if you are listening on Apple podcasts, scroll on down, hit five stars. It is our favorite number. Um, and you know, we don't know how the algorithm works, but we just know that every star rating and every comment, um, and every subscription gets us to be more noticed in the hockey podcast community and helps bring more people to our content. So we would love to make this little group um, as big as we possibly can. And we just appreciate um, all the love that you've shown us so far. You guys are the best.
0: That you are. And we will continue to to bring you all the the good content. But until then, make sure you're taking care of yourselves. You're taking care of one another. And we will talk to you all very, very soon. Bye.